ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast. I'm so glad that you joined me on today's episode. Um, I'm going to talk about a topic that has been requested quite often that I speak on. Um, So I love when you guys give me suggestions, actually. That is really fun for me. I have a long list of ideas of podcast episodes, like long list, and we're slowly working through those. Um, But I always enjoy hearing from listeners, uh, having you ask me to to tackle specific things because it's just, it lets me know in a very relevant, current, real life sense, um, what interests you, what you need help with. Um, And it always challenges me to uh, think through like, okay, do I have something to talk about in this area? How can I be a help? How can I be an encouragement? And so today we are going to chat about clutter, organization, and minimalism. Okay, so my personality is just interesting. <laughs> um, I I say that because in some way, you know, we, we all have our personalities. We all have our gifts. We all have our strengths. We all have our weaknesses. Um, and I'm sure as you're sitting there listening, you're thinking like, okay, yeah, I, I have a personality. I have, uh, maybe you're an extrovert. Maybe you're an introvert. Um, I feel like recently I've becoming this weird thing of, of an extroverted introvert. Um, and then we all have things that, that we do really well that we exceed in that are strengths for us. Then we have our areas that we don't talk about very much, like our weaknesses and uh, things that we struggle with and things that we're like, well, just, you know, don't ignore that over there. Like that, that's just not who I am. Um, but, uh, when we come to this topic of clutter and organization and minimalism, um, I, (laughs) I I am my father's daughter. I am my father's daughter and he's probably listening and he's I'm sure laughing at me. When I was a kid, my dad just he was a navy boy. So, you know, there was a way that the bed had to be made. There and, and he's very much like me. I get a lot of it from him. He's very OCD, uh perfectionist. Um and and I I said interesting earlier when I described my my personality because in some ways I love who I am. And I, there are things about me that I'm just like, this is great. I, I'm so thankful that I am this way. But then, you know, there's other parts of the same things that I'm thankful for that can be a struggle that I'm like, okay, well, I have to learn to have grace and let go and not be so uptight about things. Um, and motherhood has really brought those things into uh, a heightened awareness of finding a balance in all of that. You know, okay, back to my story. So I remember being a kid, you know, and just the the dad, the towels had to hang straight, like the corners had to match, they had to be even. Um, You know, the trash cans always had to be empty. Um, You know, the dust, when you dusted the house, like I, I remember being a kid and my job was to dust the house. So I'd dust and I'd think there is no more dust in this house. And dad would come behind me and check. And he would always find all of these things that I forgot to dust. And I'm like, man, how do you see that? I remember thinking if I was a kid, like only if I had these like super spy, like dust goggles where this, the dust just like glowed red or something. <laughs> but it's so funny now as an adult looking back, 
I am so much like my dad. Um, There is an order to everything within our home. Everything has a place. Um, You know, I I like the towel corners to match, to hang straight. Um, And and it's just been funny because Simeon's personality is not like that. Um, He has his own things that he excels in, things that I am so weak in. Um, But, you know, he could care less if the corners of the towel hang straight. Uh, And marriage tends to bring out some of those uh, differences. And, you know, then you have kids and maybe they like the towel to hang straight. Maybe they don't. You know, that's been one of the interesting things about having so many children is I'm shocked every time that not only do they each have unique personalities, um, but their personalities are completely unique from Simeon and I as well. Like we have six very individual people in our home and everybody has a different way of doing things. You know, not everybody loads the dishwasher like mom loads the dishwasher. And you know what? They tried. The, you know, my, my six-year-old loaded the dishwasher, so I need to be okay with that, even if it's not how I would do it. So that's been a whole learning, growing process, blah, 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 blah. Um, But in this episode, we're talking specifically about having little kids uh, really in the stage of life that I'm in. So sometimes I try to keep these very broad to cover all the basis because I have listeners of every age, you know, every, every category. Um, but in some episodes, I just, I speak from where I'm at. So that's what this episode is. I am speaking to young moms who are like me, who have young children and a lot of them. How do you manage this? How do you stay on top of the clutter? How do you keep things organized and tidy? Um, I am not a crazy minimalist. Um, you know, I, I know there's plenty of Instagram accounts and books and all of that that you can find on minimalism. Um, we have stuff, but... I am a minimalist in the sense that more and more, I only want things in my home that we use. Uh, What is the, I I don't don't really even know. I've never read it or seen much of it, but I think it's the like Marie Kondo, like if it doesn't bring you joy, get rid of it thing. Um, I, I see that and I see the value in that. If it's not something that we use, if it's not something practical that is helpful to our home, and if it's not something that brings us joy, it doesn't belong here. So in that way, I am I am a minimalist. I also um, get a thrill out of purging. Like I love to purge. Simeon will laugh because every now and then I'll just be like on the hunt through the house looking around and he's like, you're purging, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, it's been a while. Like we just, we need to get purged. Something needs to be thrown away. <laughs> he's like, you know, as long as it's not my t-shirts from high school. Um, no, we've purged all of those. Um, anyway, um, this is something that I I do find important. I cannot function in a cluttery, untidy, messy, trip my way down the hall home. Um, I, I, I just, I can't. And you know, I've heard and seen all of the things where people say, you know, oh, you need to let go of, of all of that and, and the desire to clean and keep things nice and embrace little kids and just enjoy um, them being little and all the messes because the messes are going to be gone one day. And to an extent, I get that. I really do. And, and it's been an area in my motherhood that I have had to learn to let go in and I have had to work on because it's not my natural. You know, I, I'm not a crafter. I'm not a crafty, artistic person at all. I, I, I don't 
like cutting things with paper and gluing and cotton balls and glitter and popsicle sticks. Um, but I have a kid that does like, that's their love language. They could craft all day, every day. And I've had to be okay with craft messes because I am trying to embrace that season and that child and enjoy something because they enjoy it. Um, but also realizing that, you know what, in all sense, I mean, the saying, if mom's not happy, nobody's happy. I, I don't function well in chaos. If my home is in a in a state of order that is chaotic, it really makes my mind and heart feel chaotic. Um, and again, there are some points in our day, I'll talk about this in a little bit, um, where the house is chaotic and that's okay because you know what, I'm homeschooling and I've got babies and I've got a toddler and I've got kids in, in school and running outside and coming in and tracking muddy boot prints and life is happening here and that's what my home is for. My home is for life to happen in it and life is messy. Life brings messes along with it. Um, but at the end of the day, there has to be some semblance of order. There has to be a, a minimalism to the clutter, to the overwhelm. I, I can't live and thrive in a place where I feel stifled. And I never realized that to the extent that I did right before we moved here to Australia. There was uh, a few weeks where we were sorting through all of our stuff. We had piles of luggage that we had already packed. Simeon was coming over early, so he was bringing luggage. There was stuff that was already packed that needed to go to the shed for when we were all coming over. There was stuff that needed to be sold. There was stuff that was going to a consignment. There was stuff all the way down my hallway that was for a yard sale we were having. Like You couldn't walk down the hallway without accidentally like bumping yourself on the piles of things. And it just about gave me an anxiety attack because it was, I, I just felt so claustrophobic. Like it is closing in. I cannot function. And I realized then the importance for me, for my personality. And you know what? God chose me to be the wife and the mother of this home. And so my personality comes along with that, that things needed to be done uh, in an ordered way. And you know, the Bible talks about God doing things decently and in order. Um, and and I, I see that in my home and the, the necessary part that that plays in keeping things running smoothly. Um, you know, people have asked, like, how do you juggle all the things that you do? How do you juggle all the kids you have? I, I'm not saying I'm the perfect example. At all, no way. You get a very highlight real glimpse into my life, just like you do with anybody else who has an Instagram or podcast or social media or whatever. You see the surface. There's a lot under the surface. There's a lot of dirt. There's a lot of dust and there's a lot of stuff. Um, but the reality is, is uh, this is an area that I have... I have worked on and I know for myself that I need to have some type of order in to keep us running smoothly, to keep us productive and, and doing well and enjoying life. And so these are just some tips that I have learned um, from the throes of motherhood on clutter and organization and minimalism. Because, you know, when, when I was a kid, even though I struggled with dusting, as I already uh, disclosed, my, I never had to be told to make my make my bed. I never had to be told to clean my room. Like my brother, on the other hand, I felt like every day he was like, clean your room, clean your room. And it took him an hour because he had to like unload everything he had been shoving in his closet and reorganize and get it back. Um, and then the very next day, it was right in the state of disarray. I never understood that as a kid. My, my brain doesn't compute that way. 
everything had a place. And when I was done, it went back in its place, even as a young, young, young child. Um, you know, so here in marriage, I, I'm learning to deal with a person with a different personality. But even then, you know, we're two adults and we, we were making things work. We were learning to compromise and figure out each other. Um, but then you throw in kids and kids are a whole nother level of bringing some disarray to life. So we had to work on some of these things. And some of this is things that we're currently training them in. But when it comes to clutter, I think these are some areas where we really tend to deal with clutter. And one is if you have little kids, toys. Toys are a problem. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Um, Then you've got the kitchen. Okay, so you've got kitchen clutter. Sometimes that might mean, you know, you've got just loose mail and papers on the countertop. How do I keep the countertops clutter free? Uh, maybe under the sink, you've just got this overabundance of all these cleaners. I, you know, you can't find what you need because you've got so much. Um, maybe in your pantry, things are expired. They've been sitting in there. You don't even know that they're back there, um, which, which means that money is being wasted because there's just so much. It's not in a rotation. Um, it's not being clearly gone through. Um, then, you know, you tend to have, okay, crafts, you've got your paper supplies, you've got all your craft supplies, things like that. Clothes tends to be another one. How do you manage the, the chaos of clothes, especially as you have kids and, you know, they're outgrowing things. Maybe you have younger siblings, you want to hang on to all of that. It can just get overwhelming. And before you know it, stuff just accumulates and crowds and just is everywhere. So I'm going to share a few things that have really just helped us in our home to cut down on a lot of that clutter, to keep things organized, to keep things um, in order so that we can really enjoy the things that we do have. Um, and let, let me just say here, so enjoying the things that you do have. Let me start just with toys. This is a little bit out of order. That's why I'm like, reorganizing my mind here. Um, but okay, toys, this, this is why keeping the clutter controlled, keeping the stuff controlled is so important to me. Um, because the fact is the more stuff you have, the more clutter you have and the more stuff you have, the more clutter you have, the more difficult that it's going to be to keep your home tidy and clean just because of the reality that there's more stuff to put away, to clean up. And I really started realizing that um, as I had my first two. And, you know, you you just, you think they need all these toys. You've got all these toys, all these noisy toys, all these building toys. You know, you've got all the big clunky toy. You know, we had this big ice cream cart, which was fun. We loved the ice cream cart, but it was big. You know, and then we have the toy kitchen, which is big. And then, you, you know, there's just all these big clunky things. And then, you know, okay, so we need a toy box. If we have a toy box, we can shove it all in there and kind of hide some of it. So we got them toy boxes. Well, I found that they never opened their toy box. And if they did, the only reason that they opened the toy box was to dump everything out on the floor. Um, they'd kind of like have fun dumping it and rummaging through it for a few minutes, but then they were gone and they wanted to go outside or they wanted to play Play-Doh or they wanted to go read a book. Um, and you know, maybe my kids' personalities are just different from yours. Maybe your kids really like playing toys. When I was a little girl, I loved my Barbie dolls. I could spend hours playing Barbie dolls. Um, but I really have yet to have a child that really 
just wants to play with toys. They come and go, um, and, and they do enjoy some of their things. We have magnetiles. They love their magnetiles. Um, we have Legos. We do have a lot of Legos, and I so know some people are like, how can you even have an episode on clutter and organization and minimalism and even mention Legos? I did a poll recently on Instagram of uh, my kids were playing Legos, and I said something like, the best way to spend a Saturday morning, and I asked, um, you know, were, were Legos like a parent's dream, or were they a parent's worst nightmare, and I was shocked how many people said they were a parent's worst nightmare. We actually love Legos here. Um, it keeps my kids entertained for hours. They're super creative with them, and uh, let me throw in this tip while we're talking about clutter. Um, we put a big blanket down on the floor, they dump all of their Legos on the blanket. For the most part, they know to try to keep the Legos on the blanket because when it's cleanup time, we take the blanket, we dump it back in their Lego bin and done cleanup, easy to go. You just pick up the pieces that, you know, fell off the edges of the blanket. They also know that the what messes they make, they're responsible for cleaning. So if they were to just dump the Legos all over the floor, that's fine. Have fun. Enjoy playing Legos. But you're picking them up. Which makes them more so be like, oh, we better go get that blanket first and put the Legos on the blanket. Um, but all about to say with so many toys, I just realized that the more toys we had, the less I actually felt like my kids were playing with the toys. And I think it was just like an overstimulation thing. Like there was just so much, they weren't really enjoying any of it. So we have way scaled back in the toy department. Um, I recently did a video on our YouTube channel sharing the bookshelf that we have in our family room. Um, I'll link that down in the show notes. So that has a few toys in it. Mainly it's books and activities. So, you know, we have some like toys slash activities, but these are a little more like educational, counting bears, um, you know, microscopes, things like that. On the lower level for my younger ones, we have a plastic drawer. So it's like a cubby shelf if you haven't seen it. We've got little plastic drawers that go in and out. We have a drawer of Mr. Potato Heads. We have a drawer of Little People. We have a drawer of just random like baby toys. Um, then we have a drawer of food and we have a drawer of magnetiles. Um, so I have found minimalizing the amount of toys and stuff, trying to keep them a little more category specific. Like we really like magnetiles. So we have invested in a whole thing full of magnetiles. They really enjoy potato heads. So we have a whole drawer of potato heads. Um, but keeping them, okay, these are the like the five toy options. And also keeping them in their own space. Each category of toy has its own drawer. So that way when they want to play potato heads, they pull out the potato head drawer and they have all their potato head pieces. And then you know what happens? All of my kids swarm around and they play potato, potato heads for a while. Then when they're done, um, it doesn't always get put away, but we try to like, okay, when you're done, put it away. Um, you know, then they're on to little people or something like that. Um, but that has been very helpful in actually seeing them play with what we have is scaling down on the amount, um, choosing things that they really enjoy, that they come back to, open into toys that they come back to again and again, especially like the magnetiles. Uh, you can do so many things with magnetiles. It's not like you play with it one time and it's done. You can come back and do something different every time. So that's been a great toy. Um, but then in their bedrooms, they don't really have that 
many toys. So my son has a bed that has drawers underneath. So one of his drawers is full of dress up clothes. Um, and most of those are kind of like our gender neutral slash boy. We've got our astronaut, we've got chef, we've got police. Um, you know, we've got all his night costumes there in there. And then he does have his Lego table with drawers for all his Legos. And that's it pretty much for his room. He does have like a little shelf, um, that has some of his special books and you know, he has like a few stuffed animals and some little dinosaurs, but that's, that's pretty much it, um, for his room. And then the girls room, they have a little dress up, um, rack thing that has like their princess dresses. And then in their closet, they have a few little plastic, um, drawers with lids that one has like poly pockets from when I was a little girl, they were mine. So it has those, um, one has these little like uh, princess house figurine things that, um, my oldest had gotten a while back. And then they have baby doll, a bin of baby dolls and like stuffed animals. Um, but other than that, that's all that the kids have in their bedroom. But it has made cleaning up and keeping things organized so much easier because we don't have stuff that's just being taken out and strewn all over the house. We have our different points that we, we play, um, you know, and then we can clean that up. I talked earlier about purge sessions. If clutter is an issue for you, then maybe you just need to have a purge session. Preferably like after the kids have gone to bed because, you know, I did notice that they could play and have not touched something for like a year. But the moment that I take it to put it in the consignment pile, like it was just the best thing that they had ever had. Um, so, you know, we had to kind of work through some of that. But, um, you know, j just take a trash bag and just go through your house and like, okay, what what have we not played with in whatever amount of time you want to set on it. Maybe go through your closet. If your closet is overwhelming, do the same thing. What have I not worn in six months? If you haven't worn it in six months, you're probably not going to wear it unless it's just an out of season thing. I heard somebody one time say, turn all of your hangers backwards. And as you wear something, turn the hanger the other way around, like right side, um, so that you can quickly visualize and see like, okay, this is what I'm wearing. This is what I'm not wearing. If the clutter in my closet is an issue, maybe I need to clean out some of this stuff. Um, and then another thing that has really helped us is just to clean up and have tidy sessions throughout your day. So as far as cleaning goes, um, I'll link down in the show notes. I reference these all the time because they've been so helpful to us. Sarah Boots joined me at the beginning of the year from Altogether Lovely Collective to talk about Clean 15 and how to change their life. Then I did a follow-up episode sharing that she's right. It's amazing. Um, you'll have to go listen to those episodes to figure out what that is. But every day we clean for 15 minutes. Now, this is deep clean. This is like dusting the baseboards, scrubbing the toilets, um, washing the windows. 15 minutes is doable. We do that of deep cleaning. But then other than that, Throughout our day, we have tidy points. Now, this is really where that whole idea of like letting kids be kids and letting them make messes and letting them have fun comes into balance with also keeping a home that has some semblance of order. So throughout our day, our first tidy point is right before lunch, and then we do it again right before dinner. And then we might have a quick cleanup before bed, depending on what happens post-dinner. Um, but what that means is all morning, now I don't want the kids to like let a toy explosion go off in the house. You know, we do try to put things away if we're done with it or whatever. Um, but overall, especially like my baby and my toddler, if they make a mess, if there's toys out, if I'm having to step over things as I'm walking, you know, if we read a pile of books and it did get put back on the bookshelf, it's sitting on the floor. 
it's okay. I, I am okay with that. We're living life. We're having fun. We're playing. Oftentimes homeschooling's happening in the midst of that. We're in and out. We're outside. You know, the, the rain boots didn't get brought in. That's okay. They're still outside playing. You know, we're back and forth. That's fine. But before lunch, we have like a 15, 20 minute tidy point. So this is where the house needs to get back in order. Now, not the whole house. The kids' bedrooms are actually kind of in a separate side of the house, which has been really nice because I don't see it and I don't really walk back there much unless it's like, you know, to put them to bed or to get them up in the morning. So I don't care if their rooms, they can let their rooms be messy for the day. Um, but the main spaces of the house, we have a family room, we have a living room, the kitchen area, those need to be pretty well picked up and tidied before lunch. Why is that? Several reasons. One, it's just a great way to manage the chaos. We're cleaning up after ourselves. We're putting things away. Um, I also, we have a robot vacuum. I run that after lunch. So I need the floors picked up so that that can vacuum. Um, so we pick up. Then we also have quiet time from 1.30 to 3. And that is usually my time to either catch up on some home things. So I need a clean kitchen. I need to be able to walk around the house uh, to get some of my, you know, laundry or, or kitchen stuff or cooking, whatever I need to get done done. Or it's my rest time where I'm trying to spend a little bit of time reading. If I haven't had my devotional time that day, it's happening then. If I need to catch up on emails. And again, like I said, I don't function well in chaos. So it's a really nice time of the day to hit the reset button, turn on the diffuser, get my cup of tea. The main area is back put in place. And it's just kind of like a ah moment, okay? Then they get up from their quiet time and we play, we have fun, we read books, we're outside, we do activities, we do Play-Doh, you know, we play toys, the house is getting messy again, that's totally fine, we're enjoying it. But before dinner, usually daddy comes home right before we eat dinner. So while I'm finishing dinner, they're going around cleaning up tidying things up again before daddy comes because once daddy comes home, it's dinner, it's baths, it's playtime with daddy and it's bed. So we're really not going to revisit a lot of those toys again. Um, and then usually at the dinner time, that's when they also need to go and make sure that their rooms are cleaned up. Now, because, uh, so many of the like, um, interactive toys and kind of the group toys are in the main part of our house, the bedrooms usually don't need too much. Like my toddler and baby tend to go in their bedroom and they'll play with the stuffed animals and the baby dolls, but those can quickly be thrown back in their bin and stuck in the closet. Um, and then even the dress up. Dress up will get pulled out, but we just grab it all and throw it back in the drawer. Um, but a lot of the things that the kids tend to play together is in that main area of the house, but it's got its drawer. We throw it in there. We put it away. It's good to go. Having those tidy points throughout my day keeps the house from getting to where, oh my goodness, it's the kids' bedtime. We've got to get them in bed, put them in bed, me come back out and look at the house and be like, oh my goodness, I'm not going to bed anytime soon. This is overwhelming. I've got so much to clean up. I, I don't really have to struggle with that because we have these points throughout our day where we, we manage it. We keep it going. Um, I already talked earlier about just how less stuff equals more time. And more resources to help others. If you have less things, you have more time because you're not spending so much time cleaning them up. Um, it also means stuff costs money. Um, so if you choose to spend less on toys and things like that, um, then 
then you have areas in your budget for other things. You know, some of the things that we have for our kids, we're not cheap. I mean, we have some games. We have some educational activities, some different things. Magnus Hiles, I mean, that's one right there. Those are not cheap toys. Um, but because we've cut back in some of those other areas of just picking up, you know, like I know those little like figurine type toys are really popular, like the collect them all type thing. Um, because we don't really spend a lot of money in that, we have a little more money to spend um, in some of those quality toy items. So that has just been so helpful for our home in trying to manage some of that clutter. Um, another thing I want to talk about the kitchen here really quick Managing clutter in the kitchen. First of all, for cleaners, we have chosen to just go a very simple and natural route with our cleaners. So I have some cloths from Norwex. I have my Thieves cleaner. And, um, you know, I have a few other little things like, uh, you know, I've, I've made some toilet bath bombs. And, uh, you know, we have our little dusting mitts and a few things like that that are actually in my laundry room. We have another cubby shelf in the laundry room, and one of those drawers is just all my cleaning stuff. It's right there. It's all in one drawer, and it's not overflowing. It's not overwhelming. When I need to clean, I pull that out. It goes with me. Um, but trying to minimize some of my cleaning products not only just has a better effect on our home health-wise because we've removed a lot of those toxic chemicals, but it also has cut back on, you know, I don't have a Windex and a Clorox for the toilet and Clorox wipes and paper towels and, you know, an all-purpose cleaner, all these cleaners for everything. We pretty much just use our Thieves spray um, for the majority, like almost all of our cleaning. I did a YouTube podcast or a YouTube uh, video recent, not recently, a while ago, I guess. I'm talking about some cleaners that we use in our home. So I'll link that down in the show notes if you want to check that out. Um, but that's a good way to manage some of the cleaners. As far as clutter on the counter, if that's a problem for you, find a place where that stuff belongs. Like give it a home. Um, we have an office, so that's been a huge blessing. We never had that before. Um, so that, you know, we had to have a different system then. We had a spot. We had a little basket that that's where the mail went. That's where the, all the paperwork went. That's where the stuff went. Um, now that we have an office, you know, that has moved pretty much. If it's mine, it goes on my desk. If it's Simeon's, it goes on his desk. Um, uh, but that helps organize it. As far as the pantry goes, like I said, my OCD comes into play here. I'm, I'm always checking expiration dates. I don't know. I just, uh, that's just something that I look at frequently. Um, but if, if you need to try to find a system where you're rotating through, you know, when you get groceries, don't just put them on the shelves in the front. If you have cans of beans already, pull them, pull them to the front and stick the new groceries in the back, like rotate those things out, your refrigerator, um, go through it every now and then it, it take, you know, and if you need to break it up, break it up, take two minutes and just go through a door. Go through the drawers or the, the shelves in your door. Okay, everything's right. Everything's good. It hasn't expired. We're good to go. Um, clean out your veggie drawer. Clean out your meat drawer. Just go through those things periodically in bite-sized pieces to make sure that everything is where it needs to be. Crafts. Um, we have a, a craft box. It's in our, our big bookshelf in our family room. That video is on YouTube. Um, we have a box that has all of our crafting supplies in it. Uh, if it doesn't fit... We don't buy more crafting supplies until the ones that we have are gone. We use what we have. Now, my daughter is not like me, my one that likes to craft. She wants to keep everything. Um, so 
we had to figure out a system. You know, you can't just leave things everywhere. Everything has to have its place. So I got her a little plastic box and, um, it probably needs to be bigger than little, uh, but she needs, she needs a bigger one. Um, but that's, if she wants to keep her crafts, they go in that box and they go away in her closet. So she has her little special craft box that, um, is in her closet. So she knows if it's a craft she does that she wants to keep, it goes in the closet. Another thing here, talking about kind of clutter and organizing, um, you know, I know when you have kids, sometimes their artwork can become overwhelming. Like, oh, they want you to display everything. I like to have a clean refrigerator. Uh, we have a few things on there, but I don't, I don't like to have papers hanging all over that, especially the way ours is designed now. It's kind of like the top half is the fridge, the bottom half is the freezer. So it's hard, like papers hang over that lip and it's hard to open it. And so then I was like, well, good night. Where do we put all these papers and all these crafts? So Samina and I just took a board and we painted it and I got little clothespins. We painted those, put those on there. Well, we didn't paint them. I think they were already painted. It's all white. Um, so we just glued those on and then we hung it up in our family room. And that's my artboard. The kids know if it's full in order to put up a new piece of art, we've got to take down a piece of art. Um, and then, you know, we talk about it with the, whatever we're taking down, like, do you want to keep this? Do you want to put this in your special art box? Do we want to just go ahead and get rid of it? Is it something that maybe we're okay with taking a picture of and putting it in, you know, I have Google photo albums of different things, our school year, our art projects. So we want to just take a photo or are we content to have a photo? Or maybe if it's something really special, I'll put it in my keepsake. I have some filing drawers in my office. I'll put it in my keepsake drawer because, you know, it's Ivy's first smiley face and I want to keep it forever um, or something like that. But that has really helped with the art and the paper and all of that type of clutter. Um, so just a few things here wrapping up on this idea of just trying to keep things in order, trying to cut down on some of this clutter. The first is just practically live within your means. Um, whatever the Lord has provided you financially, stay within that. You don't need more and more and more stuff. Um, and, and like I said, everything that we get does cost something, whether it's a lot or a little, um, but think about it before you purchase it. Is this going to be something that my kids are going to return to again and again? That's something that we've started asking, uh, when we buy toys. That also means sometimes we ask, is it, is it a quality toy? Like, is it going to last all of our kids? Cause that, that's what we're looking for at this stage. We don't want something that's going to break or, um, you know, be ruined, by kid number two, you know, we want, we're willing to invest in things that will have longevity. Um, but, but live within your means, only have the stuff that you can afford. And that in and of itself, I think sometimes for some of us could really cut down on some of that clutter, have a place for everything. Everything goes somewhere. Everything go somewhere. And you know what happens when you have a place for everything? It makes it really easy to put things away. Um, there's been a couple times where we've had friends over and, you know, if they've got a slew of little kids. I've got a slew of little kids. And by the time the play date's over, like st all the toys have been dumped. Stuff is everywhere. Um, and the moms have made comments like, oh, I feel so bad. Should we help clean up? Um, and I'm just like, no, it's okay. We had fun. It's a play date. When I come to your house, you clean up, but I'll clean up here at my house. You know, that's just, that's how we divide and conquer. And, you know, sometimes for the mom that's leaving, I've been there. I know what it's like for the mom that's leaving. It's hard enough just to get your kid out the door when you're leaving a friend's house. So you deal with that. You deal with getting your kids rounded up. We'll clean up. But I really don't feel, even though it could look like, wow, they're going to be spending an hour doing this. It's really not a big deal because 
my kids know the drill. They know that all the little people go in the little people drawer. And because we have that bookshelf, they're all right there. We quickly pull out the drawers and I have enough kids. I can say, all right, you're assigned to potato heads. You're assigned to little people. I'm going to do the food. You've got magnetiles. Go. And we just have fun and we race and we clean it up. And it's, it's easy because everything has a space. And in having a space for everything, it makes that cleanup so easy and vice versa. Then when we want to get it back out, it also makes it easy because we're not rummaging through a huge toy box filled with everything and who knows what, trying to find all the magnetile pieces. No, they're all in one spot. When we want to build, there they are. We have all our pieces. We build. Um, so that's been really, really great. And then just to purge often, take inventory of what you have. Do you use it? If you don't use it, get it out. Free yourself from the clutter of that. Purge it. Uh, get it out of the way. Less clutter equals less stuff to clean. And I think all the young moms with lots of little kids say amen to that. That sounds great. Um, so that's just kind of some things that we've done in our family to help manage some of that. I hope to do a YouTube video. I don't know when that'll come out. We're so busy. Uh, lots going on in our life behind the scenes right now. But one day I plan to get out a video kind of showing you a few of these systems um, that I have. I do have the one on the, the family room bookshelf, so you can check that out. But showing you a few of these other systems in the kids' bedrooms and uh, in the laundry and some things that I have to kind of managing, keeping things in their places. Um, but anyways, for now, this is what you get. You get the podcast episode. I hope it was helpful. If you have any tips for clutter and organization and minimalizing and keeping things in order, I would love to hear them. So feel free to send me an email at nohighercallingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, message me on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you and share some of your ideas. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.